0: Welcome to Search Security's Risk and Repeat Podcast. I'm Search Security site editor Rob Wright, and this is episode two of our Risk and Repeat podcast series. This, uh, truth be told, it's actually part of episode one because we talked about a number of issues in that first podcast, Peter and I, and it just went a little long, so we decided to cut it in half, and here is all the stuff that we talked about but did not get to, including some stuff on Craig Wright's claim to be Bitcoin creator, Satoshi Nakamoto, and what that means, and uh, what it means for for Bitcoin, what it means for cryptocurrency, uh, why he was able to fool so many people with uh, his claims that he was the real Bitcoin creator. We also talk about the uh, latest goings on with the Tesla Crypt ransomware. And Peter and I also discussed some interesting uh, uh, interviews that we did recently with some uh, security folks and talk about some trends and stuff that we have uh, uh, been writing about lately. And uh, without further ado, let's get to the podcast. I wanted to talk about Bitcoin because we, I am fascinated by this and it's not a security story per se. It's not, but it deals with crypto uh, uh, encryption, crypt- cryptography, and and I'm, I'm fascinated as to what's going on with uh with how Bitcoin is used and and what Bitcoin is used by a lot of people for which we're going to get into in a second uh, <clears throat> cyber crime so um, <laughs> so to, just to recap Craig Wright uh, crypto expert entrepreneur came out a couple of weeks ago and and said uh, hey hey everybody I'm, I'm uh, I've been hiding it uh, but now I'm um, I'm gonna say it loud and proud I'm I'm Bitcoin founder uh, Satoshi Nakamoto and uh, here's the proof. And to make a long story short, Peter, if you want to take it from here. The the proof was there was no proof. Well, right, the the
1: proof the, the the proof that the people in the know were clamoring for. Yes, the whole way through and since then and before then. If you are Satoshi, then you should have access to the keys that Satoshi used to sign the first blocks and and whatever else that he signed that we can prove. And if you want to to link yourself to that identity, that persona, then it's simple. All you need to do is sign a, a text document that says, I am Satoshi, with your private keys, and then we'll verify it. And everybody will know exactly who is who, but that didn't happen. No,
0: and after promising, after doing a sort of a dog and pony show for some mainstream media outlets, which I, I just want to be clear, the, the publications that he did his reveal to it was the BBC, GQ, GQ, the Guardian, the Guardian. These right? are was it? I thought it was the Guardian, but maybe may, right, I, GQ, I, BBC, Guardian. I, these or, are good publications right. like they're not these aren't um you know amateur blogs but even they you know kind of got sort of uh confused by the um uh oh no it was the economist the economist oh, right. uh, gq and the bbc these are good publications and, and <laughs> but even they kind of got you know clouded with this with this oh this is how how crypto works i'm gonna i'm gonna prove it to you and he was able to kind of um obfuscate well is that is that is that too strong word? i mean he was able
1: to yeah. sort of yeah i think uh the expression i i would use is dazzle with um excrement of of, <laughs> of, a, of, a, of an agricultural variety but the fact is yeah. that uh, we weren't in the room, so we don't know exactly what we went don't. on. We don't. We don't. We also don't know what went on with um, some of the other bitcoiners who were who were supporting, right? Right.
0: Who right. have, to be clear, though, they've they've kind of walked back that support a little bit. At least yeah. one of them did, right? Um.
1: I'm th- f- okay. It's been a while. You know, it's been a whole week or so since I've checked. A Couple weeks. Yeah. A Couple weeks. So, I. But but in the aftermath, when he withdrew his claims. Uh, those guys were still, they weren't, if they were walking back, they weren't walking back all the way. They, yeah. they, they gave, they, they did throw. It some was kind of like,
0: well, ball. we need more evidence, but he still could be the guy. Um,
1: but again, we don't know what they know and we, we weren't in the room. That, that, the that's
0: room true. Them, that's so. true. So, so to your, to your, uh, earlier point about is saying all, all you need to do is this. He said, I am going to do this. He, remember, he, he did the follow-up post where he said, uh, I'll show you. I am going to sign a document and prove that I am, you know, with one of these, and, and you can verify it. And a couple days later, he shut down his blog with a little message that said, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, quote, I believe that I could put years of anonymity and hiding behind me but as the events of this week unfolded and I prepared to publish the proof of access to the earliest keys, I broke, He, Peter, he broke, he broke. Uh, quote, I do not have the courage, I cannot. So dramatic, so dramatic. Well, okay,
1: I know that you don't believe in, in, in this kind of thing. You can it, say it. You, Well, I'm, I'm a
0: cynic. I'm a skepticist. Sceptic. Skepti- skeptical. Skept. I'm a skeptic.
1: Yes. Well, but, and, and I'm skeptical, too, because if he did have proof, he could have so easily used it. So, which raises all other kind of, you know, we can speculate all we want. And sure. I think that's part of the, part of the reason that I don't want to know the answer is oh. because I like, I like to think that there's mysterious things that are going on. You like, like the, the mystery. Th- I do like a mystery, but the the th- the problem I think the thing the thing about Satoshi and Bitcoin, a lot of people have turned the Satoshi persona into a myth. It's a it, it's, yes, you know, some of the coverage referred to it to that person as semi-mythical uh, or semi-legendary, <laughs> and we know when we have some mythological characters we like to and imbue them with heroic features and heroic uh, attributes so when we get this guy craig wright who looks you know we've seen the pictures of him or maybe not everybody has but I, but he's he's used a picture of himself in a tuxedo yeah in evening wear mm. and he's he's very you know to me it's a very tragic story there's a lot of hubris and there's all this you know greek tragedy stuff going on but at the end of the day does it, it other than the ownership of that hundred million bitcoin hundred hundred it's, it's a lot it's yeah. a lot i think it was that first big block but yes i i believe that that, that those bitcoin will never move
0: Real mm-hmm. wow okay so now we're getting into it well, uh uh-huh.
1: Okay, you've heard this before from me. I think whoever owns the key probably lost them. Oh, <laughs> and and which makes it even juicier as a tragedy. If I was Craig Wright, yeah, and I lost, and I actually was Satoshi, yeah, and I would lost the keys because I left them in the car, and somebody took them, or they got you know thrown away somehow because the baby's spit up on him or something yeah yeah Uh, that would be that's pretty (sighs) hardcore tragedy
0: yeah how do you wear that yeah and not well
1: and 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 if you're somebody who's very built built up on in his own mind of of his own value uh it becomes even harder to admit that you've made a mistake i i
0: think i i love this theory you know i love this theory (laughs) because it to me it makes sense uh why we haven't seen this person um, come forward confirm who they are and sort of take ownership of that sizable amount of uh, of Bitcoin Uh, may I present an alternate theory sure and you've heard this one but I I do want to uh, you know for the the benefit of the listeners I wonder uh, so so actually before I get into my theory uh, the question has been presented, do we need to know who Satoshi is? Does it even matter? Uh, you, you mentioned the amount of Bitcoin that that person has and, and, and um, how it can be conceivably used or moved out. I mean, it could affect the value of, of, of Bitcoin quite a bit, right? Uh, I think we need to know, and there was a, there was a really good piece in the uh, New Yorker um, not too long ago from uh, Adrian Chen about, why we need to know who Satoshi Nakamoto is. And um, I, I think, I, I would like to know who this person is. I think we need to know who this person is because they control a lot of the Bitcoin and because they're the person. But can you imagine if th- this person was like a, uh, if they had some type of shady or criminal history, if they were a black hat, if they were some type of uh uh uh, uh uh, Russian or Middle Eastern uh, 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 black hat. And that would kill this. That would kill Bitcoin. That uh, not kill it, but can you imagine, um, you know, an eBay or an Amazon or a Dell or any of the companies that have come out and said, yeah, we'll support Bitcoin or, or say we're looking to support Bitcoin. Do you think there's a chance that if, 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 if Satoshi was, you know, was real to be somebody that was, uh, less than credible, a, a concerning character with a concerning background, potentially criminal background. Would they be like, yeah, sure, sure, we're going to support Bitcoin. We're de- we're definitely going to support support it. I think that that's a great idea. Would they, I, I, okay. So you're asking if
1: if Satoshi turns out to be the head of uh, Russian cyber mafia. Or, yeah. Or or APT one or
0: not even that bad. Just somebody by, who's got somebody who's got, an, somebody who's less than credible, somebody so, who's got some, and, and I don't mean like, oh, they, uh, you know, they, they, I'm talking about like less than credible from a security or technological perspective, like they, there's something in their background that gives, that is going to give people pause that Bitcoin may not be on sturdy ground.
1: Well, there's the technical question, and then there's the political question. Yeah. And technically, it shouldn't matter. Politically, of course, it'll matter. Right. Of course. Yeah. If 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 Bitcoin was designed as a method of laundering illegal, illicit funds, Mm -hmm. then you got to figure that we're not going to be using Bitcoin in the future. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I I think think that. I, I'm with you. I don't think we're ever going to... I find it unlikely that we're ever going to get a clear answer on who this person is and because the key is probably not going to be used and that money is not going to be moved, which I think lends uh, weight to your conspiracy theory. I love that. They just lost it. I don't want to admit it. Uh, but obviously, this is going to be going on. someone's going to come forward in the next six months and say, you know, no, I'm, I'm Satoshi. Craig Wright, he's a he's a false idol. I'm the real guy, and we're going to go through this thing again, and you know, hopefully, media outlets won't be fooled as as sort of easily as they did well, this time around.
1: J- just as a, I know. Yes. I, I don't want to take over the last word here. But no, go. The fact is, right now at this point, if anybody comes up and says they're Satoshi, I'm just going to really. I'll be interested to, to read about it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rush to try to figure it out. But if I ever hear that some of those original bitcoins start moving, that's gonna be to me almost as big a story as if we get a message from aliens.
0: Yeah. No, I agree.
1: Or life on
0: another planet. Life on another planet. Yep. Uh, a couple more items before we wrap up. Oh, we wanted to uh, mention an interesting story. This Tesla Crypt ransomware thing is, Peter, it's boggling my mind. Uh, I don't quite understand. So to recap the story, it it turns out that um, the the people behind the Tesla Crypt uh, ransomware variant uh, shut down their operations sort of unexpectedly. And um, a researcher from uh, uh, a security company, uh, ESET, uh, reached out to the uh, folks uh, that run Tesla Crypt uh, through sort of the appropriate uh, channels that they provide for ransomware victims to contact them and and pay. And that researcher said, uh, uh, hey, can you just release the keys to your ransomware so we can unlock all the data. And they were like, uh, Yeah, sure. And they posted on their website, uh, We're sorry. And I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't understand. I, I'm, you know, I don't believe in sort of, uh, I'm a very cynical person. I don't believe, I, I believe in uh, motive. I believe, uh, cyber criminals and hackers do what they do for for profit and for clear uh, you know gains I don't understand why these guys did what they did but apparently it's on the level apparently these these this is the legit key to unlock if you've been a victim of Tesla crypto ransomware this will unlock your data now I don't know how many people it's gonna help I don't know how many people have already paid I don't know how many people have said I'm just going to reformat the drive. I I don't know. I don't know how many people were sitting there waiting patiently um, for weeks and maybe even months saying, well, you know, maybe there'll be a break in the case and maybe they'll figure out how to crack this crypto. Uh, I don't know. But it's uh, it's it's baffling to me.
1: Well, as you say, you are a cynic and and I have heard you say that you don't believe in remorse. No, but the other the other. Uh, explanation that I have heard uh, or seen is that um, if they if they thought they were about to get caught and they gave away the password or the you know the keys and said they were sorry, it might mitigate to some extent their sure possible. You know, once they disappear, go away, give the keys back. Uh, it it lessens the urgency with which they might be pursued, although
0: that's possible. If they is, were on the run or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I mean I don't know what law enforcement is in every country, but I don't I don't think the courts would look uh, that favorably. I mean you you might be able to convince a prosecutor like okay well we'll we'll give you the minimum for computer fraud or whatever you know act of uh, uh, um, cyber. Uh, uh, I don't know that they would be charged under, uh, but I don't think that the, the act of releasing the key is somehow going to knock it down from like one type of crime to another. I think that they're they're hot water either way.
1: True, but you got to also figure. I mean, we just had a hearing. Justice, uh, the Senate Justice uh, Committee yes, had a right. hearing on ransomware this week, mm-hmm. and uh, they're getting it's been getting a lot of attention, and I suspect maybe there's some factor of, it's okay to go after big companies that have insurance or deep pockets, but when you start going after little old ladies with their pictures of their grandchildren, it might not be quite as easy to let slide or um, uh, come to a come to some kind of an agreement on yeah. Uh, But yeah, this is another one where I will, certainly want to see what happens if anything
0: i i have a i have a theory yes would you like to hear
1: it's the only thing i
0: want my so i don't believe in the i'm sorry or we're sorry i don't believe and you know we we our our our, uh senior reporter michael heller wrote a story on this and and reached out to some folks who were equally sort of confounded by uh this this turn of events with tesla crypt and you know a couple people said you know maybe it's I guess it's possible that they had a crisis of conf- uh, conscience. I guess that they really were sorry, and, and and they felt like they needed to do this to avoid sort of legal issues in case the uh, the law you know law enforcement was closing in. But I I don't I don't believe that just doesn't seem like what a hacker or a cyber criminal would do, right? It doesn't seem like to me that somebody would turn around and say oh yeah we're sorry like we've been doing this we've been running this ransomware campaign and and we woke up one day in a cold sweat and and said uh we we gotta we gotta change our evil ways i I don't i don't buy that what i do buy um i think it was was uh uh one of the folks that that mike uh talked with um i think it was yeah michael taylor of rook security said um that it's you know it's possible that they could have it might have been a crisis of conscience, but more to the point, he said, it's, it's possible that this was done in error, and that the master key was not intended to be released, or that there's an internal conflict within the Tesla Crypt team, wherein a member decided to undermine their revenue stream, end quote. Now, that is interesting. Like, there may be somebody within the group that uh, might not have been totally a totally committed black hat. Maybe they infiltrated that, that group and for the sole purpose of disrupting it that is interesting and then they turn around and they say to cover their trucks hey we're sorry uh, here's the key um, you know no harm no foul I don't know but yeah I don't buy the I don't buy the 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 apology no okay <laughs> no I don't I, I you know me I, I thought I was like there's got to be an angle to this there's got to be a long con are we sure this key is 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 actually unlocking it are we sure that they're not trying to do something else they're not trying to uh and but so far it seems legit like
1: well i mean they did run the business pretty pretty well you got to figure and if if somebody who's involved with that wants to go white hat all of a sudden yeah might want to they might want to clean up their 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 resume a little bit and uh and come forward that's fair but yeah, that's another, another one of these mysteries that's part of uh, why this whole field is so interesting. There's so many secrets.
0: And, and it's just weird because you, you rarely, and, and sort of going back to the original uh, point at the top of this uh, episode where I talked about all the things that the InfoSec industry is, is doing wrong, one of the things I want to concentrate on in a, a future episode or episodes is, is everything that the cyber criminals and the hackers are doing right. Because they they do they have a whole economy they have a whole system a whole network of doing these things and, and avoiding getting caught and they're very good at it and you hear about you know a botnet takedown or you hear about uh, somebody um, you know what was it that you wrote about it in the news roundup this week the hacker forum that got uh, pillaged no bio. yeah and all the information being spelled about all the members which is bad but you rarely hear about that sort of thing like we. I, maybe it happens more than we know, and it just doesn't get publicized. But I feel like it's rare to see, you know, the bad guys screwing up like that or getting caught, you know, and, and, and getting owned that badly. Usually it's the other way around. So this was a refreshing story because, no, I don't think that they were apologetic. I think something was going on behind the scenes. Ah, all right. Last item. Um, we want to plug a couple of our uh, – our Q and A's, our interviews that we did from RSA Conference 2016 in San Francisco back in March. Um, we talked to a number of uh, interesting individuals that had a lot of, uh, lot of interesting things to say. I, I loved uh, the interview that you did, uh, Peter, if you want to uh, talk about it a little bit. Um, I thought this was great. Well, uh, Paul Vixie is, uh, uh,
1: has a long history of being involved in uh, internet standards, especially with DNS. Um, he's a very smart guy, a very uh, productive guy. He's, he's, he's built a lot of tools and, and helped with a lot of protocols, extensions with DNS. And, and when I h- had the opportunity to talk to him, I, I jumped at it um, and he did not disappoint. Uh, have yeah. to say, uh, the first half is already up on the site. Uh, he talks about internet crime as well as uh, Glipsy and some of the other uh, vulnerabilities that we hear so much about, but they just never seem to go away. Right. And uh, I want to thank him again for doing that, and next week we should be seeing uh, some more from him about IPv6, NAT, security, and uh, I think, uh, I think that's it, but again, a lot of good uh, insight from Paul. Yeah,
0: he had a couple of points in there that I, I just, I thought were, you know, just fantastic. He, he talked um about sort of the, it, it may seem like he was demonizing the internet, like and he was being doom and gloom, but I, 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 not demonizing the internet, that's strong, but, you know, he talked about sort of the openness of the internet and how it's, co- it's created a lot of problems. It's generated a lot of opportunity, a lot of business and a lot of great things, but you know, he, he said, that, I want to read this this excerpt. Uh, We're seeing just the vast scale of the internet means that anyone in some non-first world country, so talking secondary or tertiary economies, with a $10 laptop, a $10 laptop, can attack victims anywhere. And I'm not in favor of this. I think that the internet has created a lot of wealth. It's given a lot of productive people ways to create a lot of wealth, but it has unfortunately also put the world's wealth more at risk to criminals than it has been ever in the history of humanity." End quote. I just, I love that. I mean it's a a very very forceful point to kind of describe the problems that he was talking about and then you know later in that interview he he talked about sort of, he, he was very blunt about like you said, vulnerabilities that you hear about and then nothing ever Right. Oh, for example, Glipsy, uh,
1: we heard, uh, I, I don't recall exactly how many estimates people were saying devices that are, that yeah. had, that are, are open to the vulnerability because they include Glipsy. Right. But Paul pointed out very uh, wisely, he pointed to the audio recorder that I was using to record our conversation. He said, that's probably got lib- Glipsy on it, but you're not going to be able to send an email to that and exploit the vulnerability. Because it doesn't have an email client, exactly, and he did point out that a lot of these things just they they linger in the in the atmosphere of or the the ecosphere of, of computing, and you know so we we heard about malware that was in uh, body cams for for police yeah. that came from you know eight years ago, and all of these things, what Paul suggested is that eventually these things get replaced yeah and the faster you replace them the better off you are in terms of security so right. it's, if you have a 12 year old device that's you know if you if you your if your home router is 12 years old you might want to think about upgrading it just for the security yeah benefits of it
0: he he just had he delivered another great point here he said uh you know the the c vulnerability he says it, it's quote, it's a bad problem. It's not as bad as other problems that we've chosen to live with. So right now it's getting headlines, but I predict that in a few months, it'll be right up there with Conficker and Heartbleed and Shellshock and so on and so forth that have extremely long tails. And yeah, I mean, its he's right. And he says, basically what's happening is that we're setting our hair on fire because it is convenient for us to do so. And then shortly, we will become bored and look for some new reason to set our hair on fire. It's sort of this never-ending cycle of vulnerabilities and issues. And I just, I read that, and I just wanted to, like, I, I just wanted to give him a hug. I wanted to clap. I wanted to applaud him and give him a hug. I wanted to I wanted to give him a slow clap and a hug at the same time. I wanted to hug-clap him. Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> can it be you, a you, thing? You can make it a thing,
1: Rob. Um, but... Mentioned we just. Oh God! Didn't didn't I just? Re- you did. I reported this morning that. Uh, yes, risk, risk and repeat. This is this. Risk is, and repeat. Yeah,
0: Configger came up as uh, 17. The top. Top one, well, top 20, 20, right? It was a top 18 uh, percent. It was. Or was 18 percent of. Uh, I think it was
1: 17 percent of attacks wow. were using Configger from yeah. 2008.
0: 2008. Yeah, so a I long mean, time ago. Like, MySpace was still a I, thing. I was still wearing belt bottoms. Stop! Back then. Stop! <laughs> uh, so let's talk about another uh, Q and A that we did. That I did. Uh, mine was with uh, Rashmi Knowles of uh, RSA Security. She's the Chief Security uh, Architect for the EMEA region, and uh, I had a very long conversation with her. And hopefully, we'll uh, be able to get. Um, some of the uh, excerpts of that conversation uh, into the podcast at some point. Um, but one of the things that she talked a lot about sort of in the middle of the conversation was um, she started talking about cloud threats. And this was after sort of um, discussing why she thought cloud was more secure, like why it was a, a better alternative and, and, and better proposition for, from a security perspective for enterprises and small and medium enterprises. Uh, and, but then she said, you know, there's threats out there. There's a lot that you have to contend with when you're a cloud provider. And uh, and I asked her what some of the biggest threats were. And she said, she said ransomware. And I said, yeah, yeah, I know, I know people are opening emails and, you know, ransomware and they're getting hit with ransomware. <laughs> See, making <laughs> you making you laugh. Choking, choking on ransomware.
1: Yeah, no, when I saw that, I, I knew that that would you hit a hit chord with right. Him. You you yes. read
0: the conversation in the Q and A, and you were like, "This must have given Rob a heart attack," because it did. Uh, no, so but, but, yeah, you know how nervous I am about you know ran- uh, malware or ransomware getting into our cloud services that we use here at uh, TechTarget or my Shh, own. Cloud. Sh- you know, we don't use cloud services. What am I What am I talking about? We don't use cloud services. <clears throat> First rule of OpSec: Yeah, don't talk about. We don't OPSEC. talk about what we use. Yeah. Damn. Uh, so. <laughs> So, no, so she, she talked about, uh, she mentioned ran- ransomware, and I said, yeah, you know it's, it's people getting ransomware on their client devices, and she said, no, no, no. It's hitting the cloud directly, the cloud providers. The cloud provider, it's sent to the cloud providers, it gets into the cloud provider's infrastructure, and then it tries to make its way into the e- individual accounts that are on that cloud service. You know the listeners peter the listeners can't see me right now i'm freaking out no no
1: uh, nor can they see me but i'm sitting here and getting ready to say when i read that yeah it blew my mind
0: yeah uh, yeah and um so yeah uh, so she she talked about how a, a, a you know a couple of organizations she didn't name any names i tried to, i tried in vain i tried in vain to get her to to you know name one of them or at least narrow down the list but she talked to, uh, about a couple of them um, instances where you know these these cloud providers and and you know i don't know if they're major major enterprise cloud providers or uh if they're just sort of mid-level SaaS guys she said it, it pretty much that pretty much everybody's getting hit it, it's not everyone's getting infected with it but they're getting hit with this and um and it's a it's a real it's a real risk and you know she talked about one of uh, uh the, there was one company that um just ke- keeps getting numerous attempts uh, company based in uh, a cloud company based in Europe just getting hit with attempt after attempt of ransomware and you know hoping that you know they're going to break through and they're going to get into that cloud infrastructure uh, chilling uh, uh, terrifying I, I I'm, I'm never going to use cloud services quite the same way again upon reading this uh, but I do want to thank uh, Rashmi for uh, opening my eyes to this thread, and uh, uh, also uh, having a great conversation at, at RSA, and uh, something to think about. Yeah, ransomware and the cloud. Um, I, I don't need to be any more depressed uh, or concerned about InfoSec, but that's something that is definitely now uh, gonna cause me even more concern, and hopefully we won't read any major headlines about a, a big name cloud provider getting shut down for a week and reduced to pen and paper because That wouldn't be good. No, no. That would be, be bad. It would be really bad. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Risk and Repeat. I'm Rob Wright for Search Security, and we hope to have better news on the next episode.